I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey y'all, it's Kat. I would think that you recognize my voice if you listen to this podcast. I'm one of the OG co-hosts on Real Hauntings Podcast, and I'm here to win and find out the truth on another episode of Real or Creepy. And I'm JJ, another co-host of the Real Hauntings Podcast, and I'm here to kill Kat and Noah's joy. Jesus Christ, that took a turn. <laughs> With that, I mean, I'm all twisted up now. Well, we are here for another episode of Real or Creepy. Let's jump in. The title of this one is Something Wanted to Hurt Me While Another Entity Warned My Parents Upstairs. So my whole life, I had minor experiences with the paranormal. Things like hearing someone say my name or footsteps when I'm alone in a house or at work. However, I've had two bigger experiences, and this is the scary one. When I was 20, my parents rented a house, let me take over the basement, my parents' room, along with my sister's room and an office. We're on the second floor with the living room. We had no issue when we first moved in or for the first few months which I truly believe was because a friend of mine was staying with me in the basement. After she was kicked out of her house, she stayed with us only until she was able to get her own place. However, as soon as she left, I began waking up about 2 a.m. every night and seeing a dark shadow across the room. At first, I thought maybe it was my eyes playing tricks on me and just tried to ignore it. Around this time, though, I began to get a bad feeling down there and started spending more time upstairs when just hanging out at home. I was working at a pub, and so I would often be home 
during the day alone while my parents were at work and my sister was in school. It was at this time I started hearing footsteps walk up and down the hallways on the second floor, which I later found out my mom would hear if she was at home as well. Whatever was upstairs felt peaceful. Now this is where it gets a little scary. I started to realize that the dark figure I would see at night was getting closer. I didn't notice right away because I would just stand there, but each night it was about one step closer than the night before. Now looking back, I probably should have moved into the office upstairs when it got to my bed, but I didn't. The last night I stayed in the basement, I woke up to this black shadow on top of me. I felt as though I could not breathe, and I started to panic while at the same time I could not move at all. It was terrifying. It felt like it lasted forever, and yet it was the most likely only a few minutes. I took my blanket and pillow, ran up the stairs, and slept on the couch in the living room. The next morning, when my mother woke up and saw me sleeping on the couch, she asked me why. When I told her what happened, she looked pale like all the blood drained out of her face. Then she told me that at the same time, she and my dad, who was very much a non-believer, had a very similar experience, only strangely not as scary, more like a warning. We only used the basement for storage after that, and to this day, we think whatever was upstairs was trying to warn my parents out of what was happening to me downstairs. JJ, this story had a lot. You know, this is a pretty mm-hmm. pretty lengthy story. Uh, good buildup to, you know, our resolution. Do you feel like it was a real haunting? I JJ really struggles with that. <laughs> I think I'm going to put this in the creepy category because it was very detailed up until she got to the part about the upstairs entity warning her parents. That was like super vague. Not really sure what that thing upstairs, like what kind of experience did her parents have and why did they feel like it was a warning. From like the title of the story, it seemed like that was going to be a major element of it. So to me, it kind of feels like someone making this up and then they kind of lost interest in the middle of making it up and didn't tie up the story actually. So I'm in the, I'm in the creepy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some good points. Kat, how'd you feel about this one? Gave off maybe real experience vibes. It also gave off maybe sleep paralysis and they're remembering it wrong because waking up to thinking something's over you and like that pressure of feeling like something's on you is really common with that. So yeah, I guess the part with the parents would be the most concerning, but maybe because they're talking about it years and years later, they just have some of the the memories of it mixed up. So I don't know what this, what do I call it then? Like real, but... Real story, maybe not a real haunting. Is that kind of what Yeah, real story, yeah. maybe not a real haunting. I could see this one going either way. I mean, obviously, if all of this is 100% true and she experienced that, it's horrible. You know, like that would be a pretty effed up thing to happen in your life. Um, mm-hmm. But but yeah, I think you both made really good points. And JJ, I didn't even consider what you had said about the upstairs, you know, the ultimate resolution to the story kind of falling flat and just being kind of a passing sentence in the story. So that's, that's really interesting to consider too. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I lean with Kat though. I think this is probably more of a, a real story, maybe not a real haunting, but 
fun to dissect nonetheless. This episode of the Real Hauntings Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey y'all, it's Noah Daniels and oh boy, I just got my box of wild grain bread and pasta. My whole family has been so excited to dive in. We started with a sourdough and it was amazing. If you're looking to make Mother's Day brunch planning easier or just looking for a great gift for your mom, you've got to check out Wild Grain. Order before May 6th to get your box in time for Mother's Day. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. The next thing up for us to try is the biscuits with our breakfast. And you can now fully customize your wild grain box, so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com hauntings. That's wildgrain.com hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Less. So we're going to jump into our last story for this episode. The Baker Boy. When my mother was a little girl, she spent her early years in a remote area of Mexico. No electricity, no running water, and definitely no air conditioning. Due to so many people all living in one small house, it wasn't uncommon for her and a few other of her siblings to sleep on the porch. Yes, you heard that right. They slept on pallets outside. She recalls it was actually much cooler some nights on the porch than it was in the house. The porch had a screen that my grandfather installed, and he also built their house by his own hands. The closest neighbor was miles away, so from my understanding, the house was pretty much in the middle of nowhere. Now, this is where the ghost story begins. My mom and three of her other siblings were the lucky ones who got to sleep outside every night. They never had any problems or fears until the night the baker boy began to come around. A small child with golden curls dressed in white baking attire, wearing a mask that was a real skinned pig. He would walk Ugh. in circles. Yeah. He would walk in circles around the house reciting a certain phrase that my mom never really understood because it wasn't in Spanish or English. At first they were scared, but over time they grew to appreciate his presence. It was almost as if he was walking around the house to protect them from whatever fate had maybe happened to him. They never knew who he was or if he was even real, just that they would all see him. My grandpa never believed them and assumed they were making it all up to come inside the house. 
but they swore they weren't. It wasn't until over time an outline of his path began to show up around the house. Mm. Needless to say, they didn't stay in that house much longer and moved before they eventually made it to the States. The strangest part is that before my grandfather died, he told my mom he had finally seen him, the blonde boy with the pig mask. Yikes! That was a different kind of story than we've heard before. Kat, uh, on the, oh my God, this is pretty scary meter. Where do you fall on that between zero and 10 on this one? Yeah, I've already looked out the windows, trying to make sure no one's staring back. I put one of my headphones off to make sure I'm not hearing anything. I'm scared. Yeah, I'm like a 10 out of 10 for sure. But no, I that feels like a real story to me. It's very different and unique and... It's just fascinating. I was really captivated by it, especially like the pathway that he formed afterwards and uh, that all the kids saw it. I think it was a real haunting. Can we all just agree too that any type of villain or paranormal thing that wears a flesh mask is mm-hmm. one of the worst? Like, oh. ugh, it just makes me think of yeah. it rubs the lotion on its skin or it gets the hose again. Yeah. I know. Just but I guess if it was them. really trying to protect them, maybe that was some sort of cultural thing that, I mean, it didn't speak their language. So maybe it was from a different time or something mm. like that. Yeah, that's a good point. JJ's face is snarling. Like, I just talking. feel like, I feel like this ghost is being too extra. It's already a dead person, and now it's wearing a dead animal on its face. I don't know. It it just, it seems like the ghost is too extra. I think for my own sanity, I'm putting it in the creepypasta category. Because I don't want to entertain the idea that the pig face wearing ghost is is real. They're being a little extra, just like someone else is being a little extra. <laughs> <laughs> it's cat looks at JJ. Oh. <laughs> You know, what? it kind of makes me want to Google and see if other people have experienced any kind of entities that wear baker's uh, attire and, and have some kind of animal face. Because that's that's a really unusual description for, because mm-hmm. um, I almost thought it was going to go like the demonic route, but it went more to like, you know, they felt safe with it there, which is yeah. fascinating. Yeah, I, I think this one is a coin toss, but I, like you, cat, my gut told me like, for whatever reason, this felt like a real haunting. You know, that's just JJ, you know yeah, what it's like. JJ. You just go with your gut. You get that feeling about the supernatural and you're like, this is real. That's how you experience it. I too. believe, I believe everything that my gut tells me. I go, this, that is the greatest source of knowledge is my gut. Okay. We can vote him out, right? Of the podcast officially or no. If you would like to <laughs> vote me out of the real hauntings podcast please email at real real hauntings podcast at gmail.com do you remember when you introduced me and you were on one of the other episodes this is Catherine, and she's from real hauntings podcast at (laughs) gmail.com yes that's where i live (laughs) (laughs) well we did it gang we got through our four episodes we dissected eight stories uh it was a great ride and thank you all for listening to another episode of real or creepy
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.